Welcome to the Retire While You Work podcast here in Nashville, Tennessee. We believe the concept of retirement in this country is fundamentally broken. We work ourselves to death and we miss out on so many of life's precious moments. I'm David Adams. I'm Carson Odom. I'm Miles Zuger. And together, as a team of certified financial planner professionals and CPAs, we're committed to helping free others from this antiquated mindset, using our three-bucket approach to managing money and finding creative ways to live now and retire while you work. Join us as we discuss a variety of financial topics and ways to help us change the way we think about time and money and which one of these is the true currency. Welcome back to the Retire While You Work podcast. I'm Carson. I've got Miles here with me again today. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep. Thanks for joining us for another episode. For today, we get the exciting privilege to talk about something I'm not very good at. I try to be better at it. Good old budgeting. I think um, I think it can be a struggle for everyone on a month-month basis. Uh, it just involves a lot of tracking of things, and sometimes if you're busy that month, it just gets put on the back burner. Yep. Lots of times got to be dedicated to budgeting, but we'll give a little overview, how to do it, our experience with it, where we struggle, where we've seen people have success. Um, so me personally, I come from the accounting background. So QuickBooks was extremely important in my life at some point. And back during my time doing accounting and doing books, I started my own personal QuickBooks file for my family finances, more of just a way to track expenses, see where everything's going. And I still have that to this day. And I, the first time I started tracking it was January of 2017. So I've got what, almost six years of my family's personal finances in QuickBooks and logged, which is kind of nerdy, but also at the same time, it's what works for us. I've tried Mint online, I've tried YNAB or you need a budget, Y-N-A-B. Um, I've tried every dollar, um, and these aren't plugs for these specific websites. These are just uh, a few examples of some different budgeting apps that we know that are out there. And, uh, cause there's an endless amount, but I've tried them all. QuickBooks has been good for me. Again, it's not so much as the budgeting as it is tracking of expenses, but then the budgeting parts almost kind of separate. Um, yeah. I mean, what, that's what do you bit. think without having accounting background, do you think that's what really led you into wanting to track the budget or were you just fascinated by it? Because um, it was just kind of the, you were just nerding out on it. It was just kind of cool to do. I think it was a little bit of just nerding out on it. Um, <clears throat> because I saw, I had heard maybe one other person doing it and they were just talking about being able to track your personal family's finances like a business and be able to see the net worth grow over time. And I thought that was what was interesting for me is I knew it well and I knew you could track it, honestly, probably forever and set up rules and reminders and all that sort of thing. And it was easy to me already. So I just went ahead and went on with it just because it was easy. Now, does everybody need to go set up a QuickBooks file? I would say no. Is it, is, well, is, is it easy for the average person to use QuickBooks um, or does it take it, some training? It takes some training. Some, Definitely like tra- take some training because there's some accounting specific things going on with journal entries, debits and credits and different rules. Um, so if you have any sort of accounting experience, I would say it's definitely worth a shot, but the easier route would be to go to a more consumer facing 
budgeting platform slash software like Mint or like you need a budget. Those are a couple that I know. Off yeah, the top I've, of my head. I've used, I have some experience with Mint in the past. I've used it. I think it's a really good tool for tracking net worth over mm-hmm. time. You're, and you're able to go on to the online version and input some more specifics like your house and stuff like that to yeah. be able to track the equity in that, even though you're obviously not planning to spend that down. Um, it does a pretty good job of tracking expenses too. And it's free, which is nice. So you're not like, like we're QuickBooks. I'm sure there's a cost for that and you probably have to pay it every yeah. year, a subscription based. It's nice just to have a free resource to be able to go to just for some basic planning. I agree. Um, Mint, they have ads all over the website with sign up for this credit card based on your spending, yada, yada. And that's how they, they make their money, which it's actually developed by the same company that owns QuickBooks into it, which also develops TurboTax. So it's a whole suite of software. So if you're familiar with TurboTax or QuickBooks, Mint might be familiar. You might be able to catch on to it easily because it's made by the same developer and the same company. Um, and there's obviously the easy ways that's doing it, which is just using a spreadsheet or good old writing paper every, or all the expenses down in a notebook and tracking them as well. And I, I know people who use spreadsheets. I don't know if you ever have, but it works. It's just a little bit more manual because that's, what's good about mint is all your bank accounts, all your cards are synced or you have the option of syncing them all. So they automatically download transactions. And then all you have to do is categorize it. Or you can set reminders that say, Hey, every time I go to Chick-fil-A, this is for my restaurants category or whatever your category is. So, um, that is a pro of using a software is they can automatically link up and download your transactions. Um, and then obviously like if you work with, you know, if you work with the CPA there, they may have some tools that can help you out as well or help point in the right direction. Um, if you work with a financial planner like us, we have some tools at our disposal disposal that we're able to use with clients and work on budgeting and expenses and, and things like that. Um, and yeah. that we do use on a daily basis when we're planning with clients. So ton of resources out there. It's really just how in depth you're wanting to, to go with the tracking and the ease with which you, you want it to be as well. Yeah. I will say before anyone kind of starts budgeting and a big overview of budgeting, is before you get disappointed and start procrastinating and get behind, know that it takes work on the front end big time because you've got to categorize every single time you swipe a card or money comes out of your bank account. And that takes work and effort. Personally, for me, with doing my own personal QuickBooks, I probably spend five minutes every day because I've got it on autopilot every day so that if we have two transactions one day, they sync the next day and... I know the category, I've got all the categories set up, so it literally takes me max five minutes to do every single day's worth of budgeting. So now there's a lot of time set up on the front end to get my system working well, but now that I have a system, super, super fluid. It's super easy every single day. And then I true stuff up, I don't know, maybe once a month and review everything. Um, But again, that's more of accounting for expenses. And I think there's a difference of accounting for expenses as opposed to budgeting. Um, which we can get into that, but do you think just, that's the hard, would you say that's the hardest part of budgeting is just the discipline to sit down and keep track of everything each month? Yes. And no, because keeping track of everything is just one part, but I think the essence of budgeting is limiting how much you spend. And I think that's what the hard part is. You can have a budget for, I don't know, 500 bucks a month for groceries, but if you don't stick to your budget, you're going to spend 700 bucks in a month for groceries. And if you don't tell yourself no, well then you've blown your budget. Mm -hmm. Um, which I 
and getting to personal specifics, I am good at tracking expenses. Uh, I know how to do it. I do it religiously. When it comes to budgeting, I don't know if it's ironic given the industry that we're in. I am not the best at sticking to a budget. I don't know why it's always been that way, but you know, if we set ourselves a certain dollar amount each month, for me, it's just sticking to a budget. It's, it's just hard. Yeah, I think it's hard for everybody. It is hard. Everybody's a little bit different. I mean, my personal experience, I've never really been a, I wouldn't say a true budgeter. I, I track expenses, which is super easy to do these days with technology and, you know, credit cards, keeping track for you. Um, I certainly look over all of that each month and just make sure that there's nothing weird out there or a, a fraud charge that I missed by chance. So I, I mean, I definitely skim, skim the ledgers to look for those kind of things. I think the the biggest way that I budget is through reverse budgeting, which is paying yourself first. So I just make sure each month that, you know, I'm investing a certain amount into my 401k and my other investment accounts, regardless of what the market's doing, whether it's up, whether it's down on the same day each month, I have, you know, X amount of dollars go in and be invested in purchasing um, shares of ETFs or mutual funds or stocks, whatever it is. And just making sure that I'm consistent with that each month so that if I spend a little extra one month or I spend a little bit less one month, I at least know that the number that I've set for myself to save and like I said, reverse budget is being taken care of each month, which yeah. I think that's, we try to get most of our clients to, and we try to get all of our clients to do it. I would say the vast majority, especially those that are still working, um, do follow those guidelines of paying them, being sure to pay themselves first, whether it's their 401k or other investment accounts. But, um, having that discipline, I think can take some of the need away from having to be sure that you're tracking every expense down to the penny and, you know, making sure that you're not spending a dollar more out of your budget just because you, that was your budget. For sure. And, and I'll back up and say it's, when I say I'm not the best at budgeting, do I spend two times the amount of make every single month just because I'm not good at budgeting. No, it's more of just, I have a feel for what we can spend and it's worked nearly every single month. Um, and you just kind of have a feel and you just know that, Hey, I've got this amount of money. I can and can't spend money on X, Y, or Z. And you just kind of have a gut feeling and know and check your balances like you said, but that would be, if I were to give a recommendation for, the best way to start is you can even go pen and paper, Excel spreadsheet before you get involved with paying for a software and that sort of thing. You can start with an Excel spreadsheet, start on the first of a month. You've got your income coming up. You've got expenses that have to go out and it's called the zero based budget. And essentially what that is, is your goal. If you start the month with five grand in your bank account you're, and you make money that month. And at the end of the month, your goal is to have five grand left in your bank account. So there's zero movement. And if it started at zero, you had all your income at the start. And then at the end of the month, your goal would be ha to have zero again. Reason being is you are assigning an expense to every single dollar that comes into your bank account and not and, necessarily an expense. And but I, yeah, that, can could, be, I would say that can involve savings in right. a savings account or an investment account, whatever that looks like. Exactly right. So if you've got five grand coming in for a month and you're starting out by just saving a little bit, you're going to save 5%. So that's 250 bucks that you are assigning where it's going. You're telling that 
5% where it's going that month. So now you have 4750 and you continue to write out, here's how much I'm going to spend on X, Y, and Z until there's $0 left over. That way you are telling your money where it's going, not you look at your bank account at the end of the month and say, where does all my money go? And I think that's the essence of budgeting. And the reason why it can be so valuable is because you gain knowledge about your spending and you gain knowledge about your spending habits and where your money's going and why you don't have any money left over at the end of the month. Well, find out it's your money. You're the one spending it. So spend the time to look at your finances, track what you're spending, categorize it and see what you're spending money on. Because a lot of times people don't realize that a $5 Starbucks coffee, five out of seven days a week, adds up to a lot of money. It does. It certainly does. Yeah. And I think there's, we all have those types of expenses that come up that are, that are habitual to a point where we don't realize how much they add up to be. For me, my spending, if something's under like 12 or 15 bucks on Amazon, it's just like automatic buy now for me. And it's just so dangerous because you can blink. There could be 10 of those in a month and all of a sudden there's 150 bucks in a month you didn't plan on spending but you spent because it was easy. And for others, it's stop running in a gas station every day before the start of your workday or running and going and buying coffee. And it truly adds up. I mean, it's drastic how much cheaper coffee at home is than going to Starbucks. Yeah. And I think the essence of budgeting, it all comes back to being sure that your the non-negotiable kind of the, the non-discretionary living expenses that you have each month, which is, you know, food, shelter, healthcare, that all of those things are met first before going out and spending on discretionary expenses that, you know, like Carson was just saying, maybe that's the coffee or it's Amazon purchases that you don't really need, but that you want. It's just separating out those between those wants and those needs um, to be sure that your needs are met first. That's right. And I think budgeting gets a bad rap because people think they're going to feel bad for spending their money and it's restrictive, but I think it's the opposite. I think it's more freeing when you know that, okay, I've got my savings for this month. Who cares if I have $0 left over at the end of the month? I'm accomplishing what I want to accomplish. I'm saving my money. I'm spending my money where I want it to be. And we have for clients, we walk through what we call goal planning and monitoring software. And the whole idea of this, what we call GPM is it's planning for retirement and we have a lot of conversations where people say, oh, well, what if I have extra money left over each month? You know, well, in the system, if we've built out your plan saving, just for easy numbers, $1,000 a month, but you have at the end of every month an extra $1,000, well, if you're already saving and your overall financial plan, retirement plan is already set up to work, if you have even more money left over, this sounds weird, but honestly, who cares what you do with yeah. it? That's a, that's a good thing. It's maybe you can use that to spend on the grandkids or spend on the kids or go on an extra trip at the end of the year after you've saved that up for a few months. That's right. Only can, hopefully it adds more to the enjoyment of retirement and spending and being able to do all the things that you want to do while you're able to. That's right. And that's, then it becomes now you're in control of your finances with that extra thousand dollars you have every month you can go spend it on whatever you want, or maybe you can be more aggressive with your savings so that you can retire earlier and not be working your nine to five as long. But as long as you're meeting the goals that you want, as long as you're meeting your goals by saving X, Y, or Z, you know, pay yourself first, set aside five, 10, 15, 20% of your income every single month. 
work with us or a financial planner to know, okay, what's that going to mean over the long term? Okay, that means I can retire at 60 and live off of 80 grand a year. I don't know, whatever your situation is, there's a lot of factors that go into it there. But if you know you're on pace and all of a sudden you have more income coming in, well, then you decide, do I want to start paying for this and, you know, going on an extra trip, like Miles said. Um, Because at the end of the day, it's about what works for you. I mean, everybody's in every plan we've seen, it all across the board is different for everybody. At the end of the day, it's what works for you and your family, you know, both with your short-term goals, your long-term goals, whether you're using zero budgeting or reverse budgeting, whatever it looks like. As long as it's working for you, that's great. I mean, whether you're just loosely tracking things and knowing how much you spend or you're, you know, watching every penny and where it goes, if that works for you, that's great. And you should keep doing that. Um, It's where people have no idea and they're spending thousands of dollars a month and building up thousands of dollars of credit card debt that's right they don't have the money for i mean credit cards get a bad rap but if you can use that just to pay your bills each month and you know pay for expenses and pay that off at the end of each month there's a lot of benefits to that i mean there's you know i'm not i'm not the points guy by any means but there's some benefits to having credit card points and being able to spend that on traveling as well but you also need to be disciplined and be sure you're paying those off each month yep and the last last nugget i'll say is expect in your budget, make sure there is a line item for the unexpected expenses. I mean, it maybe is even as great as 5% of your overall income for a month, because I think that's why I used to always get so discouraged is because, oh, I didn't plan for this, or I didn't plan for this, or this, or this, or this. There's always things that come up. And in my mind, it was always supposed to be a perfect budget each month where I had these 10 categories and that was all that I was going to spend. But especially with having kids, man, there are things that come up every single week that you have to spend money on that it's like, okay, what category does this come out of? Well, have a miscellaneous category and know that you're, that you are going to use it every month. That way it's not, that way you're not at the end of the month, every single month. And it's like, Oh, we broke our budget. Oh, we didn't hit our expense categories. Yeah, I mean, life's, life's going to happen. It always does, right. whether it's new tires in the car or a health, something going on with your health that you're going to have to pay for. It's going to happen. And having that spot earmarked, whether you, you know, one month you might not spend it in your head on your budget. That's great. Yeah. The next month you might have to spend twice as much as what you're budgeting for, but you, you had at least had that budgeted in and accounted for, and it's not a true surprise. I mean, it is a surprise, but it's not, you've accounted for it. And so you're able to kind of weather that storm, so to speak, and move on to the next month and get back on track. Yep. That's right. But that's what's worked for us. Um, or I don't even know if it's worked for us, but that's what that's what we do. Whether or not we do it well or do it great, I guess that's up to, to yeah. us. I mean, like I said, it works. I think what you do works for you, tracking yeah. everything closely. Um, me just having a good general idea of what's going on and, have, and looking at the bigger picture works for me. But, yeah. you know, one of those might work for you. Somewhere in the middle might be what works for whoever it is out there listening. But just having something to at least stick to to get started is all it takes to get started. That's right. And if you have questions, we're happy to walk through it from our own personal experience, whether it be on a budgeting app or setting up an Excel spreadsheet just to start out. That's what we're here for. And that's where we're happy to help. So, uh, hopefully this helped. Let us know if we can help in any other way, but, uh, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to another episode of the retire while you work podcast. I'm Carson Odom, and I hope you'll continue to join us as we discuss creative ways to manage your time and money.
Any opinions are those of myself and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. The information contained in these podcasts do not purport to be a complete description of the securities market or developments referred to in this material. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Every investor situation is unique and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. Any hypothetical examples are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary. Raymond James does not provide legal or tax services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional.